Welcome to the Gregory Diggout Podcast. Well, I'm really blessed to be able to connect with you in this way. And we are a church and we're better together. And wherever you're watching, wherever you're connecting, however you're connecting today, I want you to begin to expect your breakthrough, your miracle. I want you to begin to expect something good to happen in your life. I love to declare that. I love to speak that out of my out of my mouth. Something good is going to happen in my life. Goodness and mercy are following me all the days of my life. Say that something good is going to happen in my life today. You know, and we're going to have a powerful moment at the end of this service, taking communion together. And so I want you to get your communion elements ready because communion is one of the greatest ways to experience and encounter the presence of God, the manifested presence of God and activating the blessings of God in our lives. First Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 16, in fact, says that the cup of communion is the cup of blessing. He calls it the cup of blessing. And what a beautiful description, because blessing is to to release something good into somebody's life. And the Bible talks about the cup of blessing. When we take communion, we're activating God's blessing in our lives. We're releasing God's blessing in our lives, in our families, in our church, in our homes. Right. We gather both in the temple and from house to house. And one of the things they did in the book of Acts continually was they took communion. They experienced the Lord's table. Some call it the Eucharist. That simply is the presence of God, the presence of Christ in us, the grace of God among us. And so we're going to we're going to experience that grace today. And in the spirit of giving glory to God, like we talked about last week, I want to look at the steps that Abraham took to experience this blessing and to activate this blessing. So today I'm going to teach you five steps to being blessed in every way. And then we're going to culminate with communion together. Okay, so again, communion is not something that you have to be holy enough to partake of. That's a misunderstanding and a myth that religion has concocted and made up. But communion can be experienced by anyone at any time. And when we come together and experience it, something really powerful is going to happen in our midst. And so remember that the cup of blessing is the blood of Jesus and everything that his blood paid for. We are declaring we are praising God for we are glorifying God for when we take communion. But I want to take you back to this passage of scripture in Romans chapter four. And it says, beginning in verse 19, without becoming weak in faith, Abraham contemplated his own body now as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. And it says here in verse 21 and being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. I love this verse that says Abraham was fully assured when we pray together today, when we take communion together today, I want you to be fully assured that what God has promised, he's able also to perform. And I love what 
He says in Jeremiah, chapter one, verse 12, God tells us, I am watching over my word to perform it. I'm watching over my word to perform it. We are not the ones responsible to perform God's word or to try to get God to perform his word. He's watching over his word to perform it. We simply need to be fully assured that this is who he is. He is the one who watches over his word. He never lies. He cannot lie. It's impossible for God to lie. And every good promise that God has ever made, it has either come to pass or it is going to come to pass if it hasn't already. And I want you to really be fully assured today that something good is going to happen in your life. God's going to answer your prayers. And we can be fully assured when we step out in faith. In fact, one of the scriptures for faith in Hebrews, chapter 11, verse one, it says that faith is the assurance of things hoped for the assurance. So to be assured, we simply need to walk in faith and be be believing. Right. We're you know, there are there are believers who are born again and then there are believing believers who are born again and they are believing the word of God and they are believing the promises of God. That's you and me. Amen. But in Romans, chapter four, verse 12, it says that Abraham was fully assured because he followed steps of faith and says about us, but also he is the father of those who follow in the steps of the faith of our father, Abraham, which he had while uncircumcised, it had nothing to do with the law, had nothing to do with circumcision, had everything to do with living by faith. And Abraham walked by faith and he was blessed in every way. And the steps that he took, this identifies some steps. And we went over the five steps that cause you to fulfill God's purpose for your life, to glorify God. But these are five steps to activate God's blessing in every area of your life. And step number one is found in Genesis, chapter 12, because you see faith is seen or faith shows up in the steps we take. Faith is seen or faith shows up in the steps we take. That's why the Bible says back in that verse, we just went over it in Romans 4:12. those who follow the steps of the faith of our father, Abraham, faith is seen or faith shows up in the steps we take. Faith is activated in the steps we take. Step number one, Genesis, chapter 12, verse one. In the New Living Translation, the Lord said to Abram, he hadn't God hadn't changed his name yet. It was Abram, exalted father, Abraham, father of many nations. He changes his God eventually changes his name in chapter 15. But it says the Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. Now, God is not against family. God is the author of family. God is our heavenly father. God is not trying to divide families. He's not trying to divide relationships. He's not trying to tell you to 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 never do any good for your family members or never do any good for your relatives or to in some way think that you're better than them. That's not what this scripture is about. What this scripture speaks to me about the first step of being blessed in every way is we have to leave 
the limited mindsets that we grew up with. So when God says, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, go to the land, I will show you. He's he's not against Abraham's family and his relatives. He's against the mindsets that Abraham grew up with that were contradictory towards a life of faith and a life of God's goodness. He grew up with people that literally were nomads and they would travel from uh, geographic land to geographic land and they would they would try to scavenge whatever remaining harvests there there were from the people that had already cultivated that land and harvested from that land. Then those people move on and nomads would then come and they would find whatever was left over. And God was basically telling Abraham, you've grown up living on leftovers. You've grown up living on the last remains of somebody else's harvest. But I'm getting ready to give you your own harvest. I'm getting ready to give you your own land. I'm getting ready to give you something you've never had before, something you've never known before. And if you ever want to have something you've never had before, you got to start thinking in a way that you've never thought before. You got to start believing things you've never believed God for before. That's what God is speaking to Abraham. He's really telling him to leave the mindset of scavenging, leave the mindset of scarcity, leave the mindset of limitation. You've grown up with a mindset of small thinking, small expectations. And I want you to separate from that way of thinking. Sometimes we do need to separate from certain people that are keeping us thinking in a negative way that's defeating us or limiting us. God does tell us to walk away from those kinds of influences. But the point here is not leaving people. It's leaving mindsets. It's leaving a way of thinking. It's leaving your limited beliefs. It's leaving. It's it's separating yourself from those things. Number one, the first step Abraham takes is he has to leave the limited mindsets that he grew up with, leave the limited mindsets that have been a part of his environment that he grew up in. It's time to break out of your limitations. Breakthroughs happen when we break out of old ways of looking at things, old ways of doing things. We need to discover God's way. Now, when the way you're doing thing, the way you're doing things is old, but it's God's way. Keep doing it. But you get the point. Um, And it says in verse two of this verse, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. I will make you great and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless you. I will make you and I will bless you and you will be. I will make you. I will bless you and you will be. That's God saying to us as well. Say, how how can we say that God's saying this to us as well? Because if you I want to come back to this verse in Genesis 12, too, but real quick, look at Galatians chapter three, verse twenty nine with me, because we wonder sometimes if God said this to Abraham, how does it apply to me? Watch this Galatians chapter three, verse twenty nine and read it from the new King James version. He says, if you belong to Christ, you're Abraham's seed and your heirs, according to the promise, if you belong to Christ, I like that. I like where it says, if you belong to Christ, you're Abraham's seed, if you are Christ's meaning. And I think the New American Standard says this the belonging word. If you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham, Abraham's seed or Abraham's descendants and heirs according to promise. So whatever God did in Abraham's life, 
because we belong to Christ, because we're born again and we're in Christ now, God's going to do the same thing in us. God makes the same promises to us as he did to Abraham. So when you go back to Genesis chapter 12, verse two, he said, I will make you into a great nation. I will make you a great people. We're we together as a church family. God's making us into a great people. And God says, I will bless you and I will make you great. He uses the word famous here in in the New Living Translation. And we're not trying to be famous. We're not trying to be great. But God wants to make us great. And we know that the greatest among you is the servant of all. So we understand that greatness is a is an attitude and a result of servanthood and having a servant mindset. And it also, though, is a mindset of faith, a mindset of believing, a mindset that you, that is beyond what you expected or beyond what you grew up with. So making him famous is trying to awaken him to the greatness and the destiny that's inside of this man. And God's trying to awaken you to that, too. So, number one, we leave the limited mindsets and we he makes us into something. He blesses us and he makes us a blessing. He I will bless you so you will be a blessing to others. God wants you blessed in every way. God wants you. The word blessed means happy, fortunate to be envied, empowered. I will bless you, empowered, favored. Things going good in your life, things moving forward in your life. The blessing of God is his goodness, his glory, his goodness, his faithfulness showing up in your life, goodness and mercy following you all the days of your life. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out, blessed in your health, blessed in your finances, blessed in your family, blessed in your relationships. This is the blessing of God. And we are blessed to be a blessing as well. So number one step to being blessed in every way is leave that limited mindset and let go of limiting beliefs. Number two, if if you look with me in Genesis chapter 13, we'll find that Abraham began to be blessed and his nephew Lot also began to be blessed. And both of them began to experience the blessing that God told Abraham he was going to experience. And because Lot was with was with Abraham and associated with Abraham, he experienced a great blessing in his life as well. Who you hang around, who you surround yourself with is really an important matter. And that's why we need to stay connected and encourage each other and build one one another up and bless each other with our prayers, bless each other with our words. But I want you to see this. So Abraham said to Lot, because they both began to have these harvests in verse eight. So Abram said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brothers. And he says, is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. And if you go to the left, I'm going to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Look at the manner in which Abraham conducts himself. I call it number two. Step number two, be the bigger person. It says in verse eight, let there be no strife. Abraham said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me or between our people. We're brothers. He's the bigger person here. He doesn't want strife. Strife 
to me, it happens when I when I think about strife, strife happens. We get into strife with people, conflict with people. When we're petty, we we make mountains out of molehills when we're petty, when we're self-centered and when we're afraid. But Abraham is a bigger person here. If you want to see the blessing of God in your life in every way, you got to approach life by being a bigger person, bigger than you used to be. And I don't mean better than somebody else, but bigger than how people reduce themselves to self-centered behavior and strife. Be the bigger person, be the giver. He says, if you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Abraham gives Lot the first choice, the best choice. A lot didn't make the best choice, but Abraham gave him the choice of whichever one he wanted. And he said, I'll go the other way. He's being a bigger person here. He's not being petty. He's not being stingy. He's not being selfish. He's not saying, I want the first. You know, if we'll trust God, if we will live a life and decide we're going to be above strife, we're going to be bigger people than people of strife that get offended and get touchy and fretful and resentful and negative. Abraham shows us being the bigger person always is the better way. And I want to encourage you, be bigger than you, you used to be. Be bigger than the version of you last year. Be bigger. Be a person who's kinder. Be a person who's more generous. Be a person who doesn't lower themselves to strife and offense. Boy, we should really follow this step. You can do it. We can do this. We have to trust God. We only get stingy and afraid or we get stingy and selfish because we're afraid. We think when somebody gets something better than us, if somebody gets ahead of us on the highway or somebody gets in front of us in a line somewhere that we're going to miss out and we have to set ourselves free from the fear of missing out. We have to set ourselves free by knowing that God is so much bigger than we could ever imagine. And if God is so much bigger, let's be bigger people. Let's trust God that whoever is winning ahead of you, whoever is getting something that you're not getting yet. You just trust God and you be happy for them. Pray for them. Doesn't mean you have to feel it all the time. Pray for them anyway. Bless them. Thank God for them that they're showing a way that you can. They're showing that if they can get there, you can, too. Treat it as a gift, treat it as a blessing, treat it as a prophecy. Whenever somebody else gets blessed ahead of you, treat that as a prophecy that it's coming to you next and expect it and believe for that rather than being jealous when somebody else succeeds or somebody else prospers. God has enough for everybody. That's why Abraham could say, let there be no strife. He was the bigger person. And then I want you to see in Genesis chapter 14, the third step. So number one, leave the mindsets that you grew up with that limit you, the limited mindsets, the stereotype mindsets, the generational mindsets, the racial mindsets. we got to leave all that stuff and take on the mind of Christ. Leave the limited mindsets that you grew up with. And number two, be the bigger person whenever there's strife, whenever there is a conflict, be the bigger person, be the first to forgive, be the first to give, be the first to say, I'm sorry, be the first to to trust God, be the first to lift your hands, be the first to say, God's going to turn this around somehow. He's going to Romans 8:28 this thing. Right. We've been learning about that. Don't give up on that. 
Number three is found in Genesis chapter 14, verse 14. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive. Now, this is lot he's talking about. This was the relative that Abraham said, let there be no strife between us. And Lot's already getting into trouble. <laughs> One chapter later, Lot is already in trouble. You know, he got into a lot of trouble later, but he got into some trouble here. And Abraham is bailing him out again. Even though they were separated, Abraham helped him. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, it says he let out his trained men born in his house, numbering 318. And they went in pursuit as far as Dan, verse 15. Then he divided his forces against them by night and he and his servants and defeated them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. And he brought back Abraham did this now, mind you, he brought back all the possessions, all the goods and also brought back his relative lot with his possessions and also the women and all the people. Wow. What is demonstrated here in Abraham's walk of faith? What is this step of faith that Abraham took? You know what step of faith this is? This is fighting for your family. He fights for his family. Abraham is such a good man. He's such a man of faith. He's trusting God. He's believing God. And he's made a lot of mistakes in his life, too. Don't don't get me wrong. And let's not idolize him. But let's follow the steps of the faith that he took. This is a marvelous step. He fights for his family. He didn't have to, but he chose to. He didn't have to go after Lot. He could have said, well, that's Lot was being greedy. Lot was trying to, you know, take my blessing away. Lot got himself into trouble. Let him get himself out. No, Abraham didn't say that. He went and fought for his relatives. He went and fought for his family. And I want to encourage you, let's fight for one another. Doesn't mean we're going to hurt other people, but let's defend one another. Let's pr protect one another. Let's believe the best about one another. Let's pray over one another. Let's always be there for one another. Let's have each other's back no matter what. Let's not eat each other's back. Let's not bite each other's back. Let's have each other's back. Let's not be back backbiters. Let's be back havers. Let's be back supporters, support people when they're not looking rather than talking about them when they're not looking. Let's pray for them when they're not looking rather than, you know, speaking condescending about them or speaking anything negative about them. We got to fight for our family. When one member suffers, the Bible says all members suffer. We're a part of God's family as a church family. We need to fight for our church family as a family, individual family. Fight for your family, even with your relatives. You got to fight for them rather than fighting with them, rather than fighting against them. We got to fight for our family members to be saved, for our family members to serve God, for our church members to grow and prosper and incur and be healed and be well and, and happy and happy, imperfect people. Right. Happy. We're imperfect, but we're happy. Imperfect people makes us hip. Right. So we got to fight for our family. Lot wasn't a part of Abram's immediate family, but he fought for him like he was. That's how we should be toward one another and for one another. Let's fight for one another as if we were immediate family because we are church family. Amen. And I want you to continue to see step number four and number five. <clears throat> number four is found in verse 17. After he had defeated these enemies that had kidnapped his family members and all their possessions, the Bible says after this, he returned from the defeat of Chedorlaomer in the and the kings who were with him 
the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the Valley of Shava. That is the King's Valley. And verse 18. Watch this. So important. This is where we're going. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, which is the word Salem is the word Shalom. It means peace, nothing missing, nothing broken. Melchizedek, the king of peace. This is this is a picture of Jesus. Now he brought out bread and wine and he was the priest of God most high. Jesus is our high priest. Jesus body is our bread. Jesus blood is our wine. And that's what brings Shalom. That's what this is, what brings peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Watch this. Melchizedek, king of Salem, a picture of Jesus, a type and shadow of Jesus. Brings out bread and wine, for he was the priest of God most high. Now we're going to take the bread and the wine in just a moment. Would you take a moment and get your bread and get your wine, get your bread and your grape juice? And I have some here for me and I hope you have some. And if you don't, you can always call us, reach out to us and we'll get you communion elements set sent to your home if you're in the continental part of our country. And you can find communion elements anywhere in the world as well. But get what you have right now. And I want you to see that the fourth step of faith that Abraham took was he took communion with Jesus. He takes communion. He receives what Jesus offers him. In this case, Abraham receives what Melchizedek brings bread and wine. It's not a coincidence. He brought bread and wine. He is the picture of Jesus who brings his own body, his own blood. We're going to take communion with Jesus in a moment. We will get to this, but I want to give you the fifth step through these verses all found right here. And the Bible says Melchizedek in verse 19, Melchizedek blessed Abraham and said, blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth and blessed be God most high. Who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Notice the blessing that is released through the bread and through the wine, he says, Blessed be Abram, verse 19, blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. The blessing that Melchizedek released in Abram's life was the blessing of deliverance, this picture of God delivering him of all his enemies. God wants you to know through the body and blood of Jesus, you're delivered from all your enemies through the body and blood of Jesus. You're delivered from fear through the body and blood of Jesus, through the bread and the wine that he brings. You're delivered from all your enemies. You're delivered from fear. You're delivered from anxiety. You're delivered from poverty. You're delivered from worry. You're delivered from sickness and disease. Whatever your enemy is, you're delivered from it. The body and blood of Jesus is enough to deliver you from all your enemies. And we're going to drink to that with the blood of Jesus communion in just a moment. But I want you to see the fifth step that Abraham took this step of faith that released blessing in every area of his life. It says, and Abraham gave him a tenth 
of all. One translation says Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The King James says he gave him tithes of all. Boy, think about this now. God is the one that said to Abraham, I'm going to bless you. God is the one that said, I'm going to make a great people of you. God is the one that made him something great in this earth. Why would this man hold back from God? This isn't Genesis is the beginning, folks. Genesis is early in human history. Genesis is the beginning of human history. The law had not been written. Moses had not yet come. The Old Testament law, the old covenant laws had not yet been given to mankind. Abraham's not giving his tithe because he has to. He's not giving his tithe from legalism. He's not giving him his tithe so he won't be cursed. He's giving him his tithe because he recognizes God is the one who has given him everything. Everything Abraham had came from God. And Abraham acknowledges it by giving him tithes of all. I want to encourage you that if you gave already in the service when we received our offering, Praise God that you're on that. Praise God that you recognize the importance of that and the beauty of that and the the blessing that comes from that. But if you didn't, I want to encourage you to take these steps of faith like Abraham took. Leave the limited mindsets. There's not enough. There's never going to be enough. Be a bigger person when strife comes. Fight for your family. Be a part of a church family and fight for the people that you're connected with. Take communion with Jesus and with your church family and honor God with the tenth of everything. Honor God with the tithes of all, tenth of all. You know, at the end of this moment we have, I want you to see something. We're going to take communion, but I want you to see. So how was Abraham blessed? Look at Genesis chapter 24, verse one. Now Abraham was old advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. The Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. If you think about every way, does that mean physically every way? Spiritually, every way, mentally, every way, family, every way, financially, every way, (laughs) in every way, the Lord had blessed him five steps to being blessed in every way. You can do these. You can step. Faith takes steps. Faith steps forward. Faith doesn't shrink back or hold back. Faith moves forward and launches into the great things that God has for you. Take these steps. We're doing that on a regular basis through fasting from wrong thinking. We're delivering ourselves from limiting mindsets. We're learning to be bigger people by being generous, be bigger people by knowing, trusting God and not worrying what somebody does to us. God can take whatever the enemy sent. God bent, right? Whatever the enemy sends to defeat you, God bends to complete you. And fight for your family. Let's fight for one another. Let's take communion in just a moment together and let's be men and women who honor God with the tithes of all. It's a beautiful step. And the devil would love 
to get you to not take these steps. The devil would love to tell you those won't work. You shouldn't do that. But this faith takes steps. Faith walks it out. Faith moves forward. Faith takes action. Take action today. Now, let's take Let's get ready to take communion. Let's expect blessings to come upon us and overtake us. If you have your bread, I'm just going to grab a piece of bread and the cup. And I want to take communion with you. When we eat this bread, we remember what Jesus has done for us. We remember what he's done. And no matter what's going on around us, the blessing of God is in us and will flow through us because our faith is in his body and in his blood. Pray this, say in the name of Jesus, when I eat this body, when I eat this bread, I'm eating Jesus body. I'm receiving Jesus anointing. I'm receiving Jesus power in Jesus name. Let's receive the, the bread of communion. Now, the Bible says when Jesus took the cup, he said, do this. This is the cup in my new covenant. Do it in remembrance of me. Remember me. Stop remembering all your sins. Start remembering Jesus. Stop remembering all your failures. Just remember Jesus. Remember, Jesus did it all. He calls this a cup of blessing. Say in the name of Jesus, when I drink this cup, I receive the blessings of God in every way, just like Abraham in every way. Say that just like Abraham in every way, because I belong to Christ in Jesus name. Amen. Let's receive the cup of blessing. Now, I release and activate the blessings of healing in your life, healing in your body, healing from the top of your head to the soles of your feet blessing in your finances, peace in your family, joy in your soul, happiness in your home. I just release the blessing of wisdom and the blessing of God's purpose and the blessing of the next step of your journey, the blessing of God for your life. This, this year and the coming weeks and months will be the best of your life and it will keep getting better and better. We go from glory to glory. I declare goodness and mercy are following you all the days of your life in Jesus name. Amen. Now, if for some reason you got through all that entire last few moments of our service and you haven't gotten saved yet, you haven't received Jesus Christ or you're not sure you're going to heaven when you die, just pray this simple prayer. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead from this day forward. I am your child. I'm a child of God in Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you let me know? Because I've got a book for you. You can download it for free anywhere in the world. It's called The Power of a New Life. You'll see the link on your screen and you can get it for free anywhere in. It'll show you the next steps of your journey in this new walk with God. Follow these simple steps of being blessed in every way and the blessings of God will show up in your life. They'll come upon you and overtake you in Jesus name. Love you guys. See you at our next service.